for tuning in to the Sports Red Podcast right here on Heat 100 Radio. And like I just mentioned, Facebook Live is the group page. If you look in the comments, the number is there to call in. I'm going to give it to you again right now. 267-969-2583. So we're going to move into these quotes. And I'm going to go with, I wrote them down as I saw them. So I'm not going to go, I don't have any like specific order in, in which way uh, I want to get to them. But being as though I briefly mentioned about the Sixers situation uh, with Ben Simmons and, you know, we all know that situation. Like I said, it's cooled down a little bit now. But I mentioned two things um, that it has to be beneficial for the organization mm-hmm. and also mentioned that it's a business right so this is one quote that kind of ties into that mm-hmm. uh this quote is from carmelo anthony and the quote is and i quote sports is sports it's a business mm-hmm. there's no loyalty no loyalty in sports right. you're an athlete right. that's your profession you get paid to do that right. no one has to be loyal to you mm-hmm. end quote it's what from Carmelo Anthony. Okay. Uh, so, I. You agree with that? Dan? I agree. Somewhat. I agree with a lot of it. Right. Me too. Uh, I think it's good to see a tenured veteran like Carmelo that understands the business has been through it for a while, and it's something that. I'm sorry. Can I say something real quick? If he, he didn't put it in there, but I feel still. Like it's like life. Tomorrow's no problem. It's not right. Problems. So uh, I think you know it's a good thing for him putting it out. Right. So some of the younger players can begin to understand more mm-hmm. the business side right. um, of the sport. And again, like he said, no one has to be loyal to you. Right. So that was part of what I, I got when I mentioned about the Sixers, and I said that Daryl Morey and the Sixers organization right. are going to do what's best. For the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also mentioned over the past several weeks and a lot of the time that we've been talking since it started about this Ben Simmons situation. Right. They do not necessarily have to trade him at all. He's under contract. <laughs> uh, and we know the running track record of the comments from some of the greats, i.e. Charles Barkley, Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. And plenty of other people. We know what those comments were, what their comments were. But again, I think this quote from Carmelo Anthony fits almost perfectly where he mentions it's a business. And he mentions the loyalty part. And again, I talk about this quite often. You know, we talk about these athletes with these major salaries, these crazy high salaries. Mm -hmm. And he also put it in there, too. He said, you're an athlete. That's your profession. You get paid to do that. So in essence, I'm paraphrasing in my own words, he's basically telling you this is your job. And you come and do your job and you get paid to do your job. It's just like we like to call him the average Joe or or the regular working person. You got to go to work. You don't go to work, you don't get paid. It's simple. Although price brackets and price ranges are significantly higher, but it's the concept mm-hmm. is basically the same, where 
you just sure. are on a different stage than the people that sit in the stands and watch you. Right. You know, uh, teams don't have to have any loyalty, and they don't. If, again, we see people get traded, we see people get waived, cut, cut. it's no real loyalty in that situation when it's business involved. A lot of times with these, like I say, these major conglomerates, these billions of dollars being floating around, floated around, these people are going to do what's best for their business to, to stay in business. Mm-hmm. And if that means moving on from a particular player, particular coach, a particular general manager, whoever, they will do what's best mm-hmm. for that organization. Exactly. So I, I applaud Carmelo Anthony for that Mello. quote there. <laughs> Staying along the same thing when I brought in the Ben Simmons issue, I saw one from Joe Johnson in regards to Ben Simmons. And Philadelphia fans, anybody that's tuned in that's a Sixers fan, hold your hold on to your seat. Uh take a deep breath because part of this quote is what we've seen for the past three years, what has a lot of Philadelphia fans um in an uproar. So here it goes, and I quote, this is from Joe Johnson, Mm -hmm. and I quote, you see him playing pickup basketball, shooting threes, jumpers, fadeaways, so we know it's there. You can't care about the misses, just got to keep taking them, end quote. So I'm going to take a breath too, myself, (laughs) because I know where I can go with this, and I kind of do and I kind of don't want to. But for sakes of me bringing this quote to you all and wanting to discuss it a little bit, and like I pre-prefaced it, um, the part where he says, you see him playing pickup basketball, shooting threes, jumpers, fadeaways, yada, yada, yada. We've seen that the past three summers, maybe even four. But as a fan, as a basketball junkie, as a former player, former coach, in those pickup games, that is just supposed to be a professional athlete staying in tune with his body, staying in tune with his game, and possibly possibly working on new things to bring to his game. So just seeing him do this in these pickup games, uh, sometimes with other NBA stars, sometimes with just a couple sprinkled in or whatever. It doesn't move me anymore. The first time I saw it, it kind of jostled my needle a little bit. Now it doesn't. Uh, I don't even look at them anymore. I haven't in the past couple years. Because in my opinion, if if you can't bring it into the game, the game that you get paid for, the game that you say you love, the game that you say you want to be the best individual you can be at that particular game, Mm -hmm. to me, it really means nothing. Uh, Anybody can perform well when the competition level is either right there where you are or you are slightly above or above 
most of that competition that you're playing against. And I'm not saying that he's just in the gym playing with regular Joes or anything like that. Like I said, he's been in with NBA players, really good NBA players, a couple great NBA players. He's been there with some other players. And then there are times when it's just one or two other players sprinkled in. But like I mentioned, in my opinion, again, that whole concept is supposed to be for you to hone your skills, um, try to advance your game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, again, like Melo said, it's your job. So it's just like having a job. You start your job at an entry level, and at some point, unless you just get comfortable, yeah, I threw that pun in there. Like I told you guys before, I just feel like Ben Simmons is comfortable where he is. And that's a whole different conversation. But when you start a job, a regular job, you go in on the entry level, basically, or for the most part. And then you may get to the point where you want to move up. So at that point, you start to or you attempt to find out what do you need to do to get to that next level, you know. Like uh, some a lot of times for what they say the working working individual it may be a raise right, right. that you might need for personal reasons or your regular life right. you may need it you just may want the raise or you might just want to move up right. you know but you have to figure out what you need to bring to the table to in order to put yourself in that position yeah. to move up if right. you do nothing. It's no way you're going to move up. You're going to be stagnant where you are. And just real quick, like I said, that Ben Simmons thought that I have, and I've told people a long time, it could be a lot of things, and I use that word complacency. And I'm just going to say this real quick, where I say he's happy or he's content with where he is. He's a star. He's an all-star. He's extremely wealthy. Defender. His accolades are what they are, and he's right now okay with that. So, like a lot of the legends have said, if you want to do this, and you keep saying in a lot of interviews that you want to be the best Ben Simmons that you can be, the question again becomes, like Shaq said, do you want to be great, or do you want to just be good or really good? Those are the difference. That's the tier. So... You have to make it up in your mind. And I think, again, I just think watching him, seeing him on the court and seeing him off of the court, I think he's complacent and content with where he is at the star level that he has right now. And that's okay with that's okay for him. So that is that. I'm not going to talk too much more about the Ben Simmons thing. Like I said, we can do a whole show on that particular uh, conversation. As well. So, also, uh, on the Sixers front, um, there has been a lot of talk, and the initial talks were with a very high interest in Dame Lillard. Again, I think, I I believe that interest, no, this is from the beginning, I believe the interest is still there, but like I said, a deal has yet to been uh, proposed or made where it's compatible or comparable for both sides. Right. So another quote from Carmelo Anthony um, on his time with Damian Lillard and some conversations that they had. So, and I quote, that's his town, his organization, his city. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming to him as someone who's been a couple times in different places. Right. 
He's never talked about leaving. What he talked about is, and this is a quote from what he said, Dame says, I want to win. End quote. So, you're getting this quote from someone who played with this gentleman for, I think it was the last two seasons, uh, understands that they built a relationship, a friendship, and a bond. And they apparently they talked candidly right. about some things. And, you know, Carmelo put out what he could put out and being respectful to his friend and former teammate. Right. And, you know, he says that he never said that he wanted to be traded. You know, so, again, a couple months ago, right. um, I saw an interview and I saw some quotes from Dame. And as a matter of fact, it was more than a couple months ago. It even goes back to the bubble with all the social injustice where was going on in, in the African-American communities and how he stood up. And I, I mentioned that I always liked him as a player, as a person. I loved his game and everything. But when we got into that particular time frame and I saw the interview and I saw the quotes and then I just started watching some of the things that he was doing around that time. I brought it to the show when I brought it to the air and I mentioned that I had a newfound respect for him as a person outside of a basketball player right. where he was one who, and we, we talk about this a lot um, in the media and a lot of media outlets talk about this. He was one who used, in my opinion, used his platform in the correct way where he never really made it about him. He, in my opinion, tried to push the agenda that you look at me now and see me as Dame Dillard, the NBA player, the high-profile NBA player. But you also have to remember and take into consideration, before I got here, mm -hmm. I, was here. I was in yeah. that same situation yeah. that people have been creating that racial stuff, the racism, tact, racial yeah, yeah, tactics yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. I was in that. Yeah. I just happened to do what I focused and do what I did and got to where I am now. Yeah. But I was there. Right. So, Experience. yes, I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to use my platform because I know I can reach some of the people that the people that were in it at the time couldn't reach. Right. So I, I applauded him definitely um, for that. And, you know, again, like I said, the, the new respect that I had for him that had grown for him was amazing. So he's like, he's jumped a little bit in uh, my favorite players list. <laughs> he was always on the list, but he's jumped a little bit. A little more. Yeah. And he, he, he jumped up a little bit. And like I said, because of the respect that I had for the way he handled the situation that we were in and the way he handled his platform and his ability to speak on it at the given time. Right. So, you know, in, in my opinion, um, just sidebarring a little bit, <laughs> if the Sixers could somehow, some way, do something <laughs> and bring... Who we gotta give up, Dame Dillard here. You know, Ben Simmons is definitely gonna be in that There's deal if that happens. Picks, uh, 
But here's the thing. The problem, I think, with the Sixers and getting a deal done for Ben Simmons is one of the things I mentioned, like Carmelo said, it's a business. There's no real loyalty. What they asked for, their price, and I can admit it was a little high, but we also mentioned on air, and when Baldy was here, we mentioned, I mentioned to a couple other people, that they would be fools not to ask for that. Because Ben Simmons is an all-star. And like I said, he may not be the great player as of yet that Philly fans expected or thought that we were getting. But he is an all-star. He is. So you kind of have to ask for that business-wise to make it comparable for both sides. Right. So I don't know how it's going to play out, but the bottom line is on the Sixers end, you have to give me something comparable for Ben Simmons. Right. And depending on the situation, if we have to get another another team involved or another or other teams involved, yeah. I need to get players back. Where the Sixers are now, the draft picks don't really help them. Right. They need players. And they don't need just throwing players. Right. If you're gonna give me an all star back or someone close to an all-star, you got to give me someone close to an all-star, and then you got to give me something else. Most recently, there was talk and rumble about the John Wall situation. A lot of mixed opinions um, with the Philly fan base on that. Like Wall? I do. But it can't just end at John Wall, and you can't say we're going to throw in draft picks. You've got to give us something else. Quick question, Dave. If y'all get lower, would that make y'all major, major? Y'all already contenders. Would y'all make y'all major, major? It would... Like I think it would. Like we coming out the east, period. Well, it's still gonna be tough with Brooklyn because, like I said, Brooklyn did what they did, and and we know the situation in Brooklyn. Those guys didn't play enough together to really see what that's gonna be like. If they stay healthy. But (laughs) Milwaukee is there. Is there? They're the defending champs, as we know. Yeah. So getting somebody like Dame could. Definitely keep us in the conversation. All the time on TV, like it, it, it would definitely, definitely keep us in the conversation. Right, right, right. But again, with that type of deal, it depends on what the cost is. Right. What else has to go with that? Right, right. You know, in order to say, to right, right, okay. yeah, in order to say, oh yeah, we in the conversation and we're contenders. Like I said, just possibly getting Dane arguably puts you in the conversation with the season that Joel Embiid had last year. The season, even though it was a little shaky in the playoffs that Tobias Harris had last year as well. And then you got the growth of Tyrese Maxey. You bring in Danny Green back, who was lost for us. And again, I say, if Danny Green had played, we still might have pulled that series out, even with the situation with Ben Simmons that went on. We still possibly could have done it. Danny Green was definitely missed in that situation. So, yeah, I think that would, like I said, I think it would immediately put us back and to keep us in the conversation, rather. But to say immediate contenders, you would have to look at the complete roster once it was, if it was overhauled with that type of deal. Right. And then you would be able to compare it a little bit better with right. what's going on in, uh, you know, that and what's going on in Milwaukee and in uh, Brooklyn. Right. So Robert Reeves... Just gave us a quote. Uh, I'm going to try and see 
if I can get that comment back up. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to get it, Rob. I can't. Okay, here we go. Uh, wow, I'm sorry, Rob. I was just going away. He left a couple com comments. Um, he says, on one point, I agree with everything Joe said. He he don't have the confidence to shoot the ball on that stage. I agree with that. Uh, he also said he's a two-time All-Star. I just don't want to give up Max as far as the trade and the deal that will possibly be moved. He also said John, the contract, John is 41, 44, and a player option uh, with a 47 million extra years. Don't nobody want that contract. So thanks for chiming in. Robert Reed's also a coach uh, in, in the midst of all this. And a lot of things I agree with what you just said. You're right. Um, so finally, the last quote is something that is somewhat dear to my heart. Uh, one of the reasons, arguably, why I had to step away from coaching for a little bit and then it just ultimately went to where it is and where I am now, I'm sure Baldy can relate to this. Uh, Robert Reeves that's tuned in, I'm sure he will be able right. to relate to this as well. And this is a quote from a local kid who made it to the pros, mm -hmm. Rondé Hollis Jefferson. And here is the quote, and I quote, we're in an era, if you coach a kid hard, they quit, and their parents allow it. Wow. End quote. Now, I'm getting ready to do something. I, I had to hit the applause button and give you some sound effects on that, because a lot of you may not know how true that is how impactful and infective, infectious that is. And it is completely and utterly true. Uh, I've always found that for a long period of time, and maybe even a little bit now, uh, a lot of youth coaches do not want to own up and, and tell, this is a little bit different, but to own up and tell, kids and tell the parents of the kids right. that your kid is not that good. We talked about that on the show one time. Did he remember but, you involved? Yeah, he, he can be worked with and we're willing to do that. But you have to accept the fact that he is what he is. He is where he is and what he is. Yeah. For a reason. So, <laughs> with him saying this, uh -huh. you know, and again, it goes into what we talked about and this is partially including with the Ben Simmons situation. Right. The coddling and everything that's going on with the change in the AAU circuit. Uh, a lot of these young men, young women, and youth in general are being told things and they're not being told the complete truth. And they've become entitled where they think, I played on this team, so I know I'm good. I'm, you know, you, you owe me. No, I don't, I don't owe you. A uh, there were instances when I was coaching and we talked to the kids and sometimes the parents want to sneak into the locker room and sit there and talk to the kids. We had to tell the parents, get out. Sorry. It, 
No, I'm not sorry. No, Get I'm out. Sorry. Yeah, okay, I know what you're saying. I'm saying, yeah. about, uh, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Leave. He's I need y'all to right leave. Now. He's mine for, for three for hours. For this hour, yeah. two hours, he's two and a half, three hours he's or whatever, right. he's mine. That's right. You got to get over that. <laughs> when all of this is over, he's yours again. you get in the car and go home, you get home, yeah. then you talk about that. Right now, this is my time. During the game, halftime, while we in the game, he's mine. That's right. And... I need to talk to my team, so I need the parents to step out for a minute. Yeah. I'm his parent right now. And <laughs> if parents, you have an issue with that, you, you don't want me to talk to the kid without you here. You. Um, Sorry. You can take your uniform off, leave it in the middle of the floor. I'll find another kid that wants to play. Right. Just that, and another parent that will want their kid to play and support yeah, their kid yep. in playing. On the sideline. You know, so... This quote is very, very fitting to, to what's going on today with a lot of these youth mm-hmm. that, again, think they are entitled and think that something is owed to them. Right. It's not owed. I mean, listen to what Carmelo Anthony said. There's no loyalty. I don't have to be loyal to you. Me and my uncle, we always told the kids and the parents in the beginning of the season, during the regular season, everybody's going to get the opportunity to play. But naturally... When we get into the playoffs, bench is going to get shorter. Mm-hmm. It, it's a mainstay. I mean, it happens at all levels. It even happens in the pros. You'll have guys that will get spot minutes in games and whatever, play special teams if it's NFL, get some special minutes or some short minutes in games just to get their feet wet or whatever. If they don't perform to the right level, mm-hmm. when crunch time comes, when the playoffs come, they may find themselves out of the rotation. True. You know, I mean, it happened with the Sixers. Particularly, Shake Milton could be a good example. Mm-hmm. Shake Milton, last season, the regular season, had a hell of a season. I like him. It got late in the season, going into the playoffs, wow. and his play dipped off. Wow. He got out of the, somewhat out of the rotation. Wow. And he worked his way back in. Somewhat out of desperation, somewhat out of adjusting to to make a run or do whatever. And he had that game where he put himself back in the rotation. He worked at it. And and that's the thing that we talk about about Ben Simmons. Like, he did what he was supposed to do to get himself back into the rotation. Ben just thinks because I'm the star, I'm going to to always be in the rotation no matter what. But... You have a different coaching staff. You have a different front office staff now right. who know and understand basketball. Right. And their job is to win basketball games. Absolutely. So they're going to do what's best for the what team and put the team in the best position there to you go. win. There you go. There you go. And, and I under, like I said, a lot of people talked about Doc in the situation uh, with the playoff uh, debacle. I agree. There was enough blame to go around. But I also told people that as a player. former coach, right. those mistakes that people said that he made, I understood yeah. and I was living, willing to live with from being in those shoes. Maybe not at that pro NBA level, but being in that position at different, at another level where ideally as a coach in the mind frame of a coach, right. ideally right. I want my best players on the floor. On the floor when I need them right. on the floor. Right. He ain't the reason why they lost. And arguably, at the time, 
he was one of the best players. He just did not perform like one of the best players. So, again, like I said, there was enough blame to go around. Right. But I just had to tell people, as a former coach, I understood and I knew what angle or where Doc, where his thought process was when he kept the bench in a little bit too long. It's like these guys are playing. I got guys over there and they ain't giving me nothing. Right, right. Maybe if I leave them here for a minute, mm-hmm. they'll wake up and they'll get – Right, and then they'll I go back in and do it. So again, it, it happens. You know, you know. Like I said, if you've never been a coach, you, don't you really won't truly understand it. Right. So it's twelve o'clock, yep. five minutes after twelve. That is your first half of this episode of the Sports Bad Podcast. We are going to take a quick break. Yes. When we come back, we are going to get into week two, week two's recap in the NFL. And then before we close out today, we are definitely going to give you our week three picks. Right. Folks, stay tuned. You are tuned to Sports Rap right here on Heat 100 Radio. You got, the, you, got a, uh, you got a sheet for week three? The Sports Rap Podcast right here on Heat 100 Radio. Yo, yo. And we are now about to get into our week two NFL recap. And then we are going to give you our picks before we close out tonight to this morning for week three. Mm-hmm. So, as always, you know how we do when it comes to football season. We give you the scores, mm-hmm. and then we talk about a few games right. and how they affected the season, how we might think they affect the season, things of that nature. Before mm-hmm. I continue, shout-outs again to Robert Reeves for tuning in. And sharing his comments with us again. Once again, we are back live right. on Facebook. Uh, Sports Red Podcast is the group. Mm-hmm. Again, the number to call in. Right. 267-969-2583. Or you can leave us comments in the comment section on Facebook. Again, before I move forward, enough, some more shout outs to... Other people that are tuned in. My guy, one of the guys, I, one of the people I mentioned last week, uh, one of the guys that has become a great friend. Uh, like I said, when we met, we clicked, and our relationship has grown as well as, like I said about Monica, on a friendship basis, a personal basis, and on a business basis as well. One, Joe Richmond, your ambassador of basketball for the Delaware Blue Coast. So shout out to you, Joe. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, checking in. Mm -hmm. My guy, Chris Adams, longtime childhood friend, grew up with this guy. He's always tuned in. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking next week. You know why. Dallas Cowboys fan. (laughs) So we're going to be busting it up next week, Monday night. And also to Martinez Margarita, who also tuned in. Uh, also, shout out to Leslie Cuff. Frank just showed me your emoji. Oh, good. Great job. Yes. Great job. <laughs> Leslie, y'all lost, Leslie. Great job. <laughs> so, we are going to give you some scores now. Right. And like I said, as we go through these scores, you know what we do. We always... Pick a game or two here and there, and we yeah. have some comments about the game. So let's go back to the beginning of week two, last mm-hmm. Thursday. Giants and the Washington football team. Oh, boy. 
ironically, overall, for lack of a, a different word or any other phrases, pretty good game. Mm-hmm. But miscues, mistakes, they will kill you every single time. One time. The Giants fall in that game 29, 30 to 29. Right. As the NFC East division sits, Everyone in the division is one and one. The Cowboys, the Washington football team, and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. The Giants right now sit at 0-2. Right. So it looks like it might be a tough season for the Giants, but hopefully they can uh turn that around somehow, some way, and get something done. So right now, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go through the scores, I'm gonna go through the entire list, and then we'll go back and we'll pick a couple games. We're definitely going to talk the Eagles 49ers game. But there may be some other games where we'll have some stuff to say about those particular games. We also, um, just so you know, before we get into the scores, uh, I'm going to do this every week. Mm-hmm. Um, a quarterback comparison right. between Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Every week I'm going to do it. So people can maybe begin to understand some underlying facts of that situation and how I felt about that entire situation. Um, (laughs) The injuries yesterday um, were a lot. Uh, It it has been confirmed. Brandon Brandon Graham has torn his Achilles. He is out for for the remainder of the season. It's uncertain what the severity of the injury is with Brandon Brooks. Um, It's a pectoral injury. So we haven't had any confirmation or any definitive information on the severity of that injury. So hopefully that type of injury, he'll be able to come back sometime during the season. Uh, Carson Wentz injured his foot a little bit yesterday, the same foot that he had surgery on, which again, like I said to people when they mentioned that he would be ready for week one, I said that really, in my opinion, if he's coming over to be your franchise quarterback, there's no real reason to rush him back into the fold. Right. Uh, Tua, Tagovata, I can't uh, pronounce his last name, injury. but Tua right. uh, has a rib injury. He was carted off. Andy Dalton had a knee injury. Yeah. And also Baker Mayfield suffered an yeah. injury, but he did return to the game right. yesterday. Right. Also in the Eagles game, 49ers lost two more running backs right. in that game. Right. So we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. So here we go with the rest of the scores from yesterday. New England beats the Jets 25-6. The Denver Broncos rise to 2-0, defeating Jacksonville 23-13. Buffalo puts something on Miami, 35-zip. San Francisco outlasts uh, Philadelphia 17-11, although they did get a little scared down at the end. (laughs) But we'll definitely talk about that. The Rams outlast the Colts 27-24. The Vegas Raiders outlast Pittsburgh 26-17. Cincinnati falls to Chicago 20-17. Cleveland beats Houston 31-21. New Orleans falls to Carolina 26-7 after that. Demolishing of Green Bay in week one. Right. Minnesota gets edged out by Arizona 34-33. Right. Atlanta gets beat up on by Tampa Bay 48-25. In overtime, Tennessee 
comes back and beats Seattle 33-30. Dallas, on a late second field goal, defeats the Chargers 2017. And Baltimore outlasts Kansas City 36-35. So, before we get into... The Eagles 49ers game because you, as you know, you people, you see it. You know, my two partners are 49ers Show fans. I'm the whole, only Eagles fan <laughs> in the Show building. That hat. <laughs> so we'll, we'll definitely uh, talk about that game in, right. in a little bit right. um, of depth, more so if we talk about some of these other ones. Right. So I mentioned in, in our news and opening uh, about the change, or I mentioned it when it happened, when I got wind of it happening, and I mentioned that the taunting rule which I think is ridiculous. ridiculous. It had a serious effect in the Seattle-Tennessee game. Right. It's becoming... It's old now. It's becoming funny. Right. Um, It's becoming weird where the rules committee and whoever else is taken away from the game. The fun. Excuse me. Um, They're taking the fun out of the game right. for um, these players. Right. You know, we had the celebration thing, and then that was amended. So now you get guys, they make a play on defense, they run to the camera, they bring their teammates with them, yeah. things of that nature. So that initial change in that rule was amended to help out. But this taunting rule Stupid, is not to my liking, but I accept it because I really have no control over it. But one of the things I think or I feel like needs to be part of it is there needs to be a line. Uh, right now, there's no real line on what is really, truly taunting and what the referees constitute as taunting. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like that. We've been talking about it for the past several years. And after the rule change, we still don't completely know what a completed pass is in the NFL right now. Right. So I think this taunting rule is going to play in effect. We already seen it in week two. We got 15 more games left. Yeah. So I think it's going to happen again. But I, I think, again, like I said, I think it needs to be some type of protocol some type of stipulation because right now it's on the basis of the on-field officials and what they feel or what they constitute as legitimately taunting so like frank mentioned real quick they they are taking the fun out of the game game for the players Yeah, and I, I talked about this. I talked a little bit about this yeah. last week, yeah, yeah, as well. I can't show my expression. I made a great play. No, awesome football is a rough. Emotional professional sport. sports are emotional yeah. sports anyway. All I sports are emotional. How I feel, but I made a All play. the players, or most of the players, are emotional. I'm getting paid for so, <clears throat> I think it needs to be revisited, Stupid. and they need to have some type of concrete rules. Right to what they consider truly taunting. Because some of the things that go on where they could, the officials on field could constitute as taunting, in a lot of the fans' opinions and a lot of the coaches' opinions and the players, it's like, it's not taunting. I I didn't do anything. So what is going on? So 
that again, I believe, will will have to be revisited um, and adjusted. And I think at some point it will. It may not happen this season. It may be done with the annual football meetings in the off season, and they may come back and revisit it and adjust it for next season. But in my opinion, something needs to be. Um, well, not something needs to be done, but it needs to be addressed and it needs to be talked about where they have some concrete line guidelines on what is taunting and what is not taunting. Because you can always toe that line and depending on the official that day or whatever the situation, the, the official could arguably and possibly say, oh, that was taunting, we're going to throw this flag. So... Yeah, that that will definitely um, need to be definitely need to be revisited. So, real quick, we're gonna do this quarterback comparisons. I just looked at my time. We're gonna do this quarterback comparison, and like I said, I'm gonna do this every week. Them two because of yes, with these two because of again my feelings and the way the situation with the Eagles and Carson Wentz played out, and then the chatter and the uncertainty about Hertz becoming the starter. So, in yesterday's game, in a loss, if I'm correct, to the Rams, the Colts are now 0-2. Okay, Carson Wentz was 20-31, 247 yards, one CD, one interception, and he gave up 18 fantasy points. <laughs> eh, not too bad mm. as far as the stat line and the numbers. Right. But I'm sure you can find it, and not many people have talked about it except for Philadelphia media because I heard some stuff this morning. The interception that he threw, you know, speaking of Carson Wentz, was like one of the stupidest plays, and it just reminded me so much, so much of what played out last season for the Eagles and Carson Wentz. So, again, I will definitely, um, again, like I said, I'm going, to try, I'm going to do this every week with this comparison. And this is just a comparison to say maybe the Eagles got it right by moving on from that situation. And I know it's early, but in the first two weeks, we really haven't seen much different than what we saw all of last season when he was in the midnight green. Uh, again, going back to week one, he started out pretty good, but then he quickly fizzled off. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, again, that interception that he threw was like the worst pass, pass that I've seen a quarterback throw in a long time. And again, my whole thing with him was, you five years in, you're making mistakes that rookies would make. And this is what I don't get. Yeah, and this is what I didn't get in that. You know, with four years, five years in, you were making mistakes that you shouldn't be making as an alleged franchise quarterback at this particular stage in your career. So moving on to Jalen Hurts, he was twelve of twenty-three, very close to fifty percent, hundred and ninety yards. No TDs, no interceptions, and he brought in twenty-one fantasy points in a loss. So now the Eagles are 1-1, one one, the Colts are 0-2. Okay? So, again, that comparison, um, and and people, again, week two, the Eagles are 1-1, one and, one, and I totally get it. We know what the Atlanta Falcons are. We saw what their score was at their game yesterday. We know what they are. 
we know what they were. So there was a bit of excitement in game week one. Um, I was more excited for the coaching staff than I was the players. I wasn't really concerned about the players. I was more concerned with the coaching staff and how would they perform in their first game. And it was kind of easy for them. Mm-hmm. I think yesterday their game plan was a little skewed right. where they tried to do too many things that they really did not need to do. Um, they connected on the one pass. Yeah, yeah that, that game, that play there, that fourth that. and one, you, you threw this pass <laughs> to Quez Watkins. Right. And like I said, miscues, mistakes, right. mental errors, and things of that nature will hurt you every time. Right. At that particular point, you have to score points. Yeah, I understand trying to catch them off guard. You're so close to the end zone or whatever. But you have to know your personnel. You have to know the team that you're playing against. Right. You've got to get points. When you get in that kind of situation, after the great play, you've got to score some points. Kick the field goal. Take the three. In my opinion, in all honesty, at halftime, the Eagles should have been up. Seven, the touchdown that was called back. 17. The one field goal they made, 10, 17. 14. Should have been up at, at worst, at best, 17, Eight. nothing, or 17. What happened on the kids? I mean, what happened to the They had a blocked field goal. Yeah, that's yeah. three more. And then the football guys were there because Dallas Goddard picked it up. He just couldn't get fake. to the first I down. <laughs> but in, in, in actuality, if you play the numbers, mm-hmm. the Eagles should have been up possibly 17-zip or 17-3 maybe yeah. at halftime. That was kicking the butt. Right? And Hard the crazy wise. part was you would have had momentum because you were receiving the ball the coming half. back in the second half. In the second half, we had a But I think what, what really, really killed them right. was the third quarter. I think it was like a nine-minute, 19-play drive. Right. They got a couple penalties right. in that. Um, one, back to back. I think, was questionable. The second personal uh, uh, unnecessary roughness, I think, was a little... A little questionable. Yeah, Yeah, I think that was a little questionable because you got to also understand you got these big bodies that are moving faster than we expect. And running back was going. He put his head down to try and squeeze a couple yards. And at the same time, with the D-back coming, wasn't enough time to differentiate and move my head, so I just went on and made the play. And then you heard what the guy said. Though, so right? he said that they're trying to always try to protect the player. Yeah, they're, they're always going to do that. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's what's making the NFL play. what it is today. Yeah, to but again, I think, like I said, I, I think it was a little questionable that right. second one. Right. The first one was just a stupid play with Derek right. Barnett. It was just stupid, right. stupid play. Right. Okay, they lost about nine yards on that fumble because it went out of bounds, right. and it went out of bounds, so the ball would go back to where it was spotted at. Yeah. You had them at like a third and 15 and then stopped, and then you got another penalty. So, like I said, the second one, in my opinion, was somewhat questionable. But the other issue I had with it was, like I said, I think it was a – thanks for watching, Sheen. I think it was a nine-minute, 19-play drive drive in that third quarter that gassed the defense. It gassed the defense. And playing against a team like San Francisco, a good team, Ball control. you can't have your Ball offense out of the I mean, they they basically, for the most part, they controlled the run. Right. But 
you can't sustain drives like right. that and right. expect things to go differently than they went yesterday. Right, right. Uh, there was, and that was, that played into the outcome of the game or the late part of the game where the Eagles came back down and they scored and they got the two-point conversion. So now it's 17-11. But because of that long drive, Sirianni had to use his timeouts. Right. So after that point, he didn't really he didn't have any timeouts. Yeah. So that's why I was joking when I said, "Oh, it was a little scare there." Right, right. Now I think it would have been a little bit more of a scare if there were some timeouts that could have been had right. at that moment. But the fan base is a little bit different than what I expected um, this morning, or it was a little bit different. Um, a lot of people are saying. What they say, uh, in my opinion, my outtake of that game, the miscues, that long drive, really killed us. And I also mentioned that what were, and I mentioned this in the beginning of the show, what were the true expectations of this team? A lot of people were saying that they had no chance. They were only going to win four games. So I say this to some of those naysayers. Seventeen game season now. Eight. We're in. The, we're done with week two. Right, They're at five hundred. Right. One win, one loss. Uh. Seeing what you saw in yesterday's game right. against a good team, right. and what you saw against the Hawks, and like I got seen the Falcons, and like I said, I know what the Falcons are. Wow, but the Eagles played a decent game yesterday. Right, they did. And you have to take into consideration the youth that's on that team, the youth that's on that coaching staff. Right. But the expectations of a lot of people said they would only win four games. So right now, and like I said, I know it's early, right. very early. Right. Two weeks. And we've got some injuries. Yeah. One guy, the key part of our defensive line starter, out. is out for the season. But that's the benefit that they have, not so much the benefit, but the defensive front. Their rotations are still good, so it's still solid. Okay, it's still solid. But you mean to tell me that some of you people now think, or still may now think, that the Eagles are only going to win three more games throughout seventeen? I don't. I don't believe that. I said eight nine. You know, I I don't believe that they're only going to win three more games the rest of the way. So again, like I said, the expectations were like very extremely minimal, but you kind of have to, you're going to have to grow with this team this season. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be another roller coaster ride, but I think this roller coaster ride is going to be different from last year because People not expecting y'all to win. Because the coaching staff is doing something that I've been preaching and I've been saying for a long time. He is making plays for the talent that he has on his team. Like he said, he quoted, and I posted the quote, and I quote from Sirianni, he said, before you talk about scheme, you have to identify the talent base that you have on your team, Makes end quote. Sense. Makes, sense. Makes sense. And, you know, I say a lot of people, a lot of coaches in the NFL go with scheme, and then they want to try and find players to fit in their scheme. 
doesn't always work. Right. A lot of times, and I think this is where he's off to a good start. And you have to kind of, because it's Philly, they're not going to seriously do it. But in my opinion, you kind of have to grade him on the curve. Because of where his standpoint is and what he did in Atlanta. And I think one of the issues that got them a little caught up was he went away from that a little bit. And I think in Atlanta, he took what was given to him. And again, I people are going to say, well, it was the Falcons. I understand. I'm right. talking about coaching. as far as coaching. Right. He took what was given to him. Last, yesterday... I think he got away from that a little bit mm-hmm. because they were able to run the ball. I think he, yeah, yeah, the ball. I think he wanted to test because of the injuries in the secondary, where the scouting reports allegedly said that that was the weakest part of the San Francisco defense. So I think he wanted to try and attack that. But we got a corner you have to remember also now that you have to use your running game. Well, I know the, the NFL is now a passing game, a scoring right. game. But if you're having success, the success that you're having running the ball, it's only going to make your passing game easier as it goes down the stretch. So that was one mistake that I think um, was made on the coaching standpoint as well. I just like the kid, Jalen Hurts. I I like the fact that he's comfortable with the offense. He's getting plays where... He can make a decision either at the line of scrimmage when he comes out or during the play. Should I use my leg? Should I stick with this throw? And he's always looking downfield. Yeah. So I like that in this situation. Ball, but like I said, you're going to have to grow with this team mm-hmm. along the way. Right. I still think they have a good shot of winning a division. Yeah. Um, arguably, you can say we see what the Giants are. Right. Washington has... Good front four as well on defense, their but their cor- quarterback is a little suspect. Yeah, Fitzmagic not there. <laughs> uh, Dallas, their defense is always shaky. I don't know the severity of the uh, um, good, yesterday's Amani Amari Cooper injury. I didn't get that. I didn't get any, any serious any but severity run, on that. But he did get injured. The run game was good. But the the thing with the Cowboys is up and down. Partially their coaching staff. Uh, yesterday, they went with it a little bit more, but Mike McCarthy has the tendency to go away from the run like he did in Game One, which I think was part played a, a part of a role in why they lost Game One. You got to stick with the run. You, you have to. You got one of the best running backs in the league. You got to stick with it. Uh, same way I said that was a slight mistake on the Eagles' part. There's only Miles Sanders and maybe two or three other running backs who had maybe two other running backs that had a higher per yard, a uh, higher uh, yards per carry than he does. Yeah, so you got to utilize yeah. that. You found the gem apparently in Kenny Gainwell, which is going to play um, a, a part in the passing game as well. But when you're like getting that. runs, the runs that you got against a, a stout defense uh, front like the 49ers, you got to keep running the ball. And you got to let that open up your passing game. So, again, miscues, penalties, mistakes, uncertainty all played a role in in yesterday's win. Like I said, it wasn't like they just went there and laid an egg. Um, 
that again, the miscues and everything like that, but that drive in the third quarter is what really is what I really think killed them yesterday. Mm-hmm. So tonight, closing out week two, mm-hmm. Monday night football. Right. Got Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay. I picked Green Bay in that game A-A-Rod. because Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. never has two bad. bad games in a row. Nope. Frank kind of coyly asked me a question um, off the air if I thought he was throwing the game. I don't think he was. I don't think he threw the game. Oh, no. I think he just had an uncharacteristic game. Right. Uh, I think there's some uncertainty with the skill positions. Uh, some uncertainty as far as what the game plan will be, what the scheme will be on a daily basis. May no black. Thanks for tuning in. We'll put up 35 so <laughs> we'll see what happens. Like I said, he he never has two, uh, two games, two bad games and back he, to back. He plays well against the line. Yeah, so, so you know, um, going into week, week three, yeah, let's go. next or this coming September, Thursday, the September twenty third, you got Carolina got at Carolina. Houston. Carolina. They play uh, I like Carolina yeah. in this game. They're going to be three now. They're good. Uh, the Washington football team at Buffalo. I was questioning for that. I don't know. I'm going with Buffalo. Okay. Like I said, I was thoroughly impressed me too. with um, me what Jared Allen did yeah. or Josh Allen yeah. did last year, and that defense started to come on. So I'm going with Buffalo at home. I got Chicago. Chicago man. at Cleveland. I got the Bears. Surprisingly, I'm going to go with Cleveland at home. I got the Bears. Because I'm not sure of um, what Baker Mayfield's injury is. I think he'll be able to play or at least try to play. Field's going to play though. And coaching staff and the young quarterback in Chicago. I like the Bears. Not really sure, so I'm going with Cleveland the there. The Baltimore at Detroit. I got Baltimore. Uh, I'm going with the Ravens in that game. Indianapolis at Tennessee. Tennessee, I got Tennessee. Considering what I saw yesterday, I think I'm going with Tennessee as well. Uh, The Chargers at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are back at Arrowhead. Uh, They took a a shocking loss. I think I'm going with the Chiefs at home. New New Orleans at New New England. James going, he's going to I, more I think New England bounces back yeah. um, on the road only because of the coaching staff and their head coach, Sean Payton. And Jameis Winston. Uh, he's going to throw a lot of again. Jameis is a little shaky for me, but I think the coach will do some things to he's up and down, get him comfortable. So I'm going to go. I'm going with New Orleans on the road. The Falcons at the Giants. That's a question. I question mark that game. That's a tough one there. More the Giants. But I'm going to take a stretch here. I'm going to go with the Falcons on the road. Giants. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Another question. I'm going with Pittsburgh yeah. at home. Right. Arizona at Jacksonville. Arizona. I'm going with the Cards there. Yeah. The Jets and the Broncos. Question. I'm going Never. with the Broncos yeah. there. Vegas. Miami and Las Vegas. Don't Vegas. fully know the severity of Tua's injury. The Raiders are at home. I'm going with the Raiders Maybe there. Uh, a good one. Tampa Bay at the Rams. I'm going to the Rams, man. I, Tampa Bay might give them their first loss the day, but I'm going with the Rams. You know I'm why? going with Tampa Bay because I think it, it, it's going to come down to 
I want them the to skill set them. that the Rams have, right. the way that they play, and the, and the rate out. that the rate that they score. Right. I think it may come down to what happened in that with Dallas. You're, they're going to leave too much time for Tom Brady at some point in that game right. to make it a game or to have them put them an opportunity to possibly win the game. I'm going with the <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going with Tampa Bay. Seattle. Seattle at Minnesota. I'm going with Seattle. the Seahawks on the road. Crush them. Green Bay at San Francisco. Green on my boys going to be. I. They own Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Own. I don't know. Um, you know how I feel about Jimmy G. The running back injuries. This is going to be my envelope pusher. I'm going with Green Bay on the road. And then next Monday, Philadelphia at Dallas. I think with the amount of time that they're going to have now, playing Sunday, playing yesterday, and then having an extra day, and again, the shakiness of the Dallas defense, the shakiness of the coaching staff in Dallas, maybe not sticking with the run as much as they should. Um, I am going to go with the Eagles on the road. And I think that's probably going to be a split for the season. And win here. The Eagles will win there and the Cowboys will come and win here. And I think that that's the way that is going to play out. So those are our week three picks for the NFL. Folks, remember, Sports Rap is here for all of your Heat 100 also is here for all your advertising needs. We are also looking for sponsors for an up and growing podcast. You know where to find me if you are interested. Hit me up at sportswrap underscore D on Instagram. Right. You can also email me for more information uh, at sportswrap at yahoo.com. Right. Come on the board. If you're a local trainer, local sports business, local business in general, you want to get some advertising, you want to sponsor an up and growing, uh, up and coming sportscast, right. sports podcast. Holler at us, and we right. will definitely talk, and I'll get you all the information yes, you need. Like I always say when I post, serious inquiries only. And we have packages and we other things like that, so we can make it happen. Like we say, all we need is you to make it happen. Mm-hmm. It is Monday, September the 20th. The year is going by. We're already yes. in the ninth month. Right. You know, it's nine months into this second year. We went through a whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. And now we're in September of the following year. Right. It's three months left in this year. Mm-hmm. Well, two and a half. Yep. Really, because we're at the 20th, 20th day of September. Right. It's two and a half. Right. Going to be a little different today. Not real steamy. High, I think it's going to be about high 70s. Nice. Maybe close to 80. So it's going to be nice. Right. Get out if you're at work. Enjoy some of this liquid sunshine. Right. If you're not home, get out and get some air. Be mindful, folks. Remember, take a mask with you right. if you're not going in the Still building or whatever. Take a mask with you. If you don't want to wear it all the time, take one with you. Mm-hmm. Um, be careful. Be safe. Right. Be great on purpose. Yep. You know where to find me, at sportswrap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. Just gave you the email at sportswrap at yahoo.com. The webpage, website, sportswrapradio.com. Facebook, Sports Red Podcast is the group. You can also get this audio later this week. Uh, I will right. do some editing and get it up on Anchor, iHeart, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and most of your other podcast outlets. Yes, and also, get over to YouTube, search Sports Rap TV. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you like your favorite videos. Right. Also, make sure you hit that bell so you'll be alerted when new videos are. Although I alert you when I 
put up new videos anyway. But you might not get me every time. So, again, Sports Rap TV on YouTube. A lot of our videos are there. There's a bunch of videos there. Go check them out again. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. And hit that bell. Folks, thank you for tuning in as always. We will see you next week here on air, live on air, yes, and all week on social media. Thanks for tuning in to Sports Rap Podcast. It's been a great day. And enjoy the rest of your Monday. And what a way to kick off your week. Enjoy Monday Night Football tonight. Again, Green, Green Bay, Bay at Detroit 815. And we'll have a recap of that game next Here week.